The Source of Truth is an audio recording of Pastor Ronnie Love sharing Christian encouragement and biblical truth. We hope this podcast can help make your path a bit brighter today. Psalms 119.105 says, Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. Hello and welcome back. Thanks for joining us again today as we take a few minutes out of out of our day in God's Word. And we're glad you're with us and hope you're having a great day as uh, we kind of sit in the middle for Thanksgiving is over. We look ahead uh, to the Christmas season and I hope you've enjoyed your time and looking forward to the next few weeks is really one of the more enjoyable times of the year. At least for me, I enjoy the time with my family and all that comes with the uh, Thanksgiving and Christmas seasons. And, uh, and, the, and the hope of a new year, the hope of what 2024 is going to bring and all that can come with it. And uh, so we're looking forward to that and enjoying that time. Hope you are as well. Uh, if you're following along in Scripture, we are in Matthew chapter 24. We're going to finish Matthew chapter 24 today, and we're going to work our way to uh, continue to work our way through the book of Matthew as we're finishing up. Uh, Matthew, uh, the life of Christ in Matthew's gospel, um, according to at least the audio version I've been looking, I've been recording and sending it up. Uh, we have done 102 episodes in the book of Matthew, and uh, the only reason I say that is I do like to go slowly. I like to be able to kind of break down section by section. Um, the goal is not to rush through the Word of God. The goal is hopefully to help to encourage you. I hope that you what you take from this is that you will take. Uh, what information we have, and maybe it challenges you to go further, challenges you to take the thought that we've dealt with and dig deeper into it, go through and read on it, study it, ask questions, find out more about what's going on, and uh, hopefully it'll challenge it just as this is not an end of the study, but kind of the beginning of the study. Matthew chapter 24, we're going to be in verse 45. Who then is a faithful and wise servant? whom his master made ruler over his household to give them food in due season. Blessed that servant whom his master, when he comes, will find so doing. Assuredly, I say to you that he will make him ruler over all his goods. But if that evil servant says in his heart, my master is delaying his coming and begins to beat his fellow servants and to eat with and drink with the drunkards, the master of that servant will come on a day when he is not looking for him, And at an hour that he is not aware of, and he will cut him in two and appoint him portion with the hypocrites, there shall be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Uh, So I have spent a bunch of time this morning reading through this, trying to find uh, the different perspectives on this. Again, this is kind of a conclusion of prophecy and teaching. uh, And well, it's not a conclusion because we continue on that moving forward. But it's concluding a thought. He's talking about the second coming. Uh, I believe he moves to uh, some teaching to the church. Uh, While the people in that time are looking for the second coming, people in the tribulation are looking for truly Jesus' return. Uh, The church is looking for his return rapture, his coming in the clouds. He will not actually come to the earth. He will come in the clouds. We will meet the Lord in the air, the book of Thessalonians says. Uh, That's what we're looking forward to. The applications really fit because we don't know when he's coming. And even no matter how much what the news says, you know, there have been people for years that really thought that when certain historical events were taking place that to now, our us are 40, 50, 60 years old, they thought Jesus was coming. So we, we do know that God's made it clear that we really won't know when he's coming, and that's on purpose. Uh, but we are always to be prepared. Sometimes when you look in the news, like right, what's going on with Israel right now, you immediately think maybe the battle of Gog and Magog's coming, Jesus is coming. Can I tell you what we do know is every time you see that, God could be coming. So what an opportunity to be reminded to always be ready because Jesus could come. And that's really what it talks about. So what we're going to look at is really two different servants, 
two different people. Uh, the context here is the idea that a faithful and wise servant, the master has placed him over. So at some point, this person has been seen to be faithful. This person has been seen to be wise with what he's been asked to do. And really, there's two of them. So the first one is faithful and wise servant, and his master made him ruler over the household. Now, back in those days, literally, okay, you would take a slave or a servant or someone that worked for you because you were going to leave. You were the owner. You were going to leave. So you place someone that you realized has been faithful to you, has been trustworthy, and you place him over the house in your place while you're gone. The job of them was to make sure that the, the fields kept going, that the income kept coming, and that these other servants were fed and taken care of. That was the, it really, you were to take care of the household of the people that work for this master. Um, that, and, and that was a very normal thing in, the, in this historical days. You bring up a slave, you give them the responsibility, and then you come back. Now, what we're going to see here is there was really two different potentials here. And the master would come back. Sometimes the master had an appointed time. You say, I'll be back at this month or this week. And some, especially in these days, depending on the distance they went, you couldn't really calculate how long it was going to be. If you had gone something overseas, if you had, you know, a lot of the journey he was walking or riding camel. Um, so just, just going across town would have been a ex- uh, longer trip. So you just had to stay faithful and not knowing when he was going to come back. So this guy, he says, um, verse 46, blessed is that servant whom his master, when he comes or when he does return, will find so doing. This servant is doing what he was asked. He's taking care of him. He's taking care of the business. He's making sure that the family and the people have been cared for. Assuredly, verse 47, I say to you that he will make him ruler over all his goods. So this man, he's doing what he's supposed to. He's he's being faithful with the job he has been given. And that job and its scope will change. You know, I mean, depending on what master and the size of the uh, the house and the size of all those things, that will change in scope. Uh, but he goes, he gave him one job. He says, when he comes back, because this man, the master wasn't there to look over his shoulder. When the master comes back and finds that this guy has been faithful, this guy's done what he's supposed to, not he will reward him. He will make him master over everything. It'll be a massive promotion on this man because he's been found trustworthy when the master wasn't even there to watch. There's a second one. Um, But if that evil spirit servant says in his heart, my master is delaying his coming and begins to beat his fellow servants and to eat and drink with the drunkards, the master of that servant will come on a day when he is not looking for him and at an hour that he is not aware of and will cut him in two and appoint him with the portion of the hypocrites and there should be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Now, you look at this and it's gruesome. It's gruesome because that's how it was in those days, in Middle Eastern time, Middle Eastern time today is still more gruesome than we are here in the West. Uh, but literally, if he came home, what happens is this. A man has been placed over the responsibility over the house, the same thing as the other one. But this guy realizes, you know, my ma- I don't know when my master's coming. It could be years before he comes back. And I just don't want to do this. And this is ridiculous. And so he actually, instead of taking care of the servants, he abuses them, beats them, abuses them. He loves this position of power. Uh, he's definitely not feeding, not taking care of them. Uh, he's getting drunk. He's out with the people in the town. He's living up the position of power without loving those underneath him. When the master comes back, and of course, that would be a surprise to this servant. When the master comes back, boy, he's going to be angry. And literally, they cut him in half. They would kill him. Um, because I think about it, you've been given such a great opportunity and you hurt the people. And the master would have been angry because these are his people and you hurt them. Uh, so where, where's this going? Uh, well, the picture of this is going to pastors or spiritual leaders. 
so the first one is a spiritual leader that has been faithful. Um, and then, by the way, th- this is going to be a pastor of a church. This is going to be, you know, I don't want to say head of a household, but you said anybody in spiritual leadership. So in this case, really, it's the church. So the pastor's been put there to feed the church, to teach the church, to love the church, to protect the church, and to place other people around to help accomplish that. One man cannot do all of it, so he equips and teaches other people to make sure that that church is loved and equipped and taken care of, uh, not just flourishing, but loved, protected, fed. What does the Bible say? How do we live today? How do we handle the events of the day? Uh, sharing the Word of God, teaching and feeding them the Word of God. Uh, and again, I grew up thinking, you know, grew up in a pastor's home, thinking that there's no way the way the world was going that I would live long enough to become a pastor. And now I've been doing it for 23 years. Um, and that's what it should be. We should be living with the thought that Jesus could come back, uh, but, you know, planning like he won't. You know, we continue to plan our life. And so that's where I'm at now, 23 years into it, thinking there's no way my kids, you know, you know, I'm going I'm to live to see grandkids, things of that nature, when it comes, you know, the rapture is going to come. I get, but the thing is this, when I don't know that, if, if the preacher, if that person remains faithful, God will bless that person. Uh, and there's great blessing for them. And it just comes down to the premise, to whom much is given, as much is required. There's a second one here. He's an a unfit servant. Now, I've done a lot of reading to figure out who this is. Some say he's just a preacher, a truly saved preacher, who um, has just been unfaithful. The problem I have with that is he's cut off, and um, he'll be set with the portion of the hypocrites, the Pharisees and Sadducees, all right? And there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. The Pharisees and Sadducees were cast into hell, we know from the study. My, my, uh, my opinion of what's being stated here is that you've got a faithful servant who loved God, who was a Christian, who was doing right. Then you've got someone who took the position because they loved it, but they never truly were saved. They never truly followed the Lord. Now, there are tons of people today, let me say this, there are tons of people today in the Christian realm, who hold the position pastor, many of them with large churches that are lying to them, that fit this mold. They're using it for their own wealth. They're using it for their own gain. They're ignoring Scripture. They don't let Scripture establish what they want. They let culture and their view, and it's a business model, and not that those things are wrong, but that's the format. They're not really seeing transformed lives. Uh, It's all fake. It's not scriptural. Uh, they're not giving them the scripture that when they come back, I don't believe that person's saved. Uh, there's going to be great. Now, one man said, one commentator said that this man is saved, but that the punishment from everything he lost will make him to the point where he'll be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Uh, and that is a potential. I would say that, you know, that's a possibility. Um, the key is this. The, really, the application comes down to we've been given great opportunity in this end time. And he encourages even us as leaders leadership in the church, that we would be faithful, and what an opportunity. You know, a lot of times we look at the negative and say, well, that person's horrible. Here's, here's what I want us to see. If we're willing to be faithful to Almighty God, He wants to come back and reward that. So wherever we are, whatever position of leadership we have been given in our homes, in the world, but especially in this case, in the church, may we embrace it, may we follow it, and may we take opportunity to use that to encourage people, to help people, and to let Jesus be seen in the world. Again, thanks for joining us today as we take a few minutes in God's Word. I appreciate the opportunity to be part of your day. Stick with us tomorrow as we jump into chapter 25 of the book of Matthew. Thanks again for joining us today. We look forward to seeing you again tomorrow.